and welcome back to another episode of the Apostolics Arise podcast. I am back this week. Uh, I just got off of vacation. Thank you, Jaron, for filling in for me. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, uh, meant a lot. And uh, what was funny was that day we were actually wearing the same shirt because we FaceTimed. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah, it's great to be back uh, and to jump right into it. You know, go look at our Patreon. Go support us if you feel like it. You know, and if you don't feel like it, you know, share the podcast podcast with someone else yep rate of five stars yeah, five we're stars. on youtube spotify instagram apple podcast yep five stars uh <laughs> and then after you get done doing that yep. you go follow us if you would like to you know the spirit just moves upon you uh you can go to at apostolics rise on instagram at apostolics rise on facebook at apostolics rise podcast on youtube and then after all that you know as ian would say Give us your money. <laughs> That's the joke. And um, don't forget, reviews and ratings help go a long way in promoting our podcast and making sure more people see it. Yes, but without further ado, today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, what I consider to be kind of a semi-pioneer of apostolic podcasting. Uh, we have Brother Gleason. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. And if you haven't listened Thank to the you. podcast with Spirit Signals with Justin Gleason, I highly, highly recommend listening. We're going to have it linked in, in the bottom, so you can go click on it and go directly to his podcast. Yeah, links, yeah. artwork, everything for you. So, awesome. go on ahead. If you have anything to anything you'd like to tell our audience, you can. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Hello, Apostolics Arise listeners. It's great to be on this podcast. Uh uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you all today. Brother Ian and I have had a few conversations and uh, I'm glad that, that this is happening. I think it's an excellent podcast. Uh, podcasting is the future and Apostolics Arise and Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason are the future of it. Amen. So, uh, you know what, man, I, I think the future of self-education is podcasting and books. Yep. So uh, that's why we do what we do. And uh, I, th I think it's awesome. So yeah, it's, it's great to be here. Um, we've got a Spirit Signal episode coming out today. It'll be out today. Uh, today is September 3rd, 2020. It'll be out at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's entitled, What Befalls This Fall? What Befalls This Fall? Subtitled, Answers to Hard Questions. So I give some uh, predictions and some prophecies of what I believe is going to happen in this country and in this world this coming fall and then also i i keep uh all of my listener uh, all my listener feedback questions especially questions i keep them uh filed away and i read through them and a lot of my content actually comes from my listeners what they're talking about what they're interested in and i took three uh, very hard questions the top three hardest questions uh, the things that people facing in their life, and I, I answer them. So it's it's a great episode. I think people are going to like it. I'm um, just coming off of a, of a of a very much needed vacation. You know, we we didn't really go anywhere. We did a staycation, but there's a lot to do. You know, within three hours from Kansas City, Missouri. So my wife and I took the kids out. We had a lot of fun. So I'm refreshed, but man, I had a lot of stuff to think about. And I was actually really tempted just to take out my iPhone and just uh, record just a few MP3s. And put it on there, but I thought, nope, 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 not doing it because rest is important. Yes. We need to be, of course, resting ourselves physically, but my soul needed a rest. I've been on edge this entire year, and it was just nice to not do anything. But I, you know, you're in a good place whenever you're on vacation and you miss parts of your life. That's how you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And I missed Spirit Signal a lot, a lot. And I tell you how much I like you guys. I was ignoring every text, but when Brother Ian texted me, oh, I responded, because podcasting's the future. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, you, thank you for responding to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I will definitely say, um, as an editor, like, especially when it comes to podcasting, you love doing it, but then you definitely need a break. So I completely understand that. I mean, I'm not one yeah. of usually, but. Yeah, even Jesus said to his disciples, come away and rest yourselves for a while. You know, and and this is something that you know a lot. I've listened. I listen to a lot of old old Pentecostal preaching, like from when. I, and when I say old, I I mean uh, before 1990, <laughs> and uh, you know a lot of 
a lot of preachers preached against vacations. They, they, they thought it was uh, unho- not wholesome, ungodly. And of course they can be right. You know, uh, I, I mean, if you get out and start doing things you shouldn't be doing, absolutely. And uh, we want to watch how much entertainment we're doing, but I tell you what, my vacation, it, it was predominantly nature. Uh, we went to several zoos, uh, went, went to the lake, you know, all of that. And, uh, you know, it just uh, was just so relaxing to get out there and see everything that God created. Cause we live in such a man-made world. Mm-hmm. It's nice to, uh, get away from man-made phones, you know, man-made TVs, you know, man-made computers, all of that, and get out to God-made nature. And, uh, I remember one night I was just out there just looking at the stars and, uh, I, I was just so refreshed. It refreshed inside so you know we need to be uh taking time off you know as needed uh to be refreshed you know i I think it's apostolic i think it's very smart and plus you know it brings your family together yeah definitely all right so let's jump into some questions that we've had well since it just oh wait okay what were you gonna say sorry oh i was gonna say i'd like to start off the question because the question i had for him and it kind of ties in what it was just saying uh i guess our first question is kind of jumping right into it how did you learn to find balance? You know, because you were talking about, you know, you kind of have to balance, you know, rest and ministry, and life. How did you first learn to find that balance? And was it difficult? <laughs> uh, no, I, it was never difficult. It always, it always came naturally to me. You know, I grew, I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. And a lot of these things I heard, I learned from my dad. My dad was very balanced. And I just observed people who were unbalanced and they seemed miserable. <laughs> so I, I think balance is, uh, is the way to do it. But ever since I'll, I'll say whenever, ever since I left home, I, I, I left home when I was 18 to go to Bible college. That's, you know, when I figured I became an adult, I became a man, left youth to become a man. You know, I've just always been, you know, when it's time to be serious, I'm serious. And then when it's time to have fun, I have fun. You know, I believe in whatever you do, do 100%. If you got to be serious, be serious 100%. It's time to have fun, have fun 100%. If it's time to preach, preach 100%. If it's time to podcast, give it 100%. If it's time to, if it's time to sleep, give it 100%. If it's time to eat, give it 100%. If it's time to be, have vacation, give it 100%. <laughs> you know, all, all of that. So, you know, then, um, of course, I, I uh, live by a schedule. And, uh, you know, you know, I just, I just scheduled time off. Like, you know, I've been, uh, you know, this week we've been, uh, been working hard, catching up on everything. But, uh, my dad texted me and said, you want to go play golf, you know, on, on, uh, you know, this coming Friday afternoon, I, was, I said, yeah, <laughs> you know, so I, I scheduled that in there and then we got a full day Saturday, full day Sunday, you know, so, uh, keeping a good schedule is good, you know, some time away, you know, is good. Uh, but you, you don't want to be doing that stuff too much. You know, it's, you know, you need to, there's a reason, you know, man was made to work six days and then rest the last day, the seventh day. So you need to be doing more work, more production. And that's what makes your uh, rest time all the more enjoyable, you know? Yeah. So yeah, ba- 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 balance is a good thing between a uh, hard work and, um, all the entertainment stuff that's going on. Yeah. I think that's actually a beautiful thing about like podcasting is like, you can have so much fun with it, but you're also being very productive, especially wherever mm-hmm. it's an apostolic, like spirit led podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you are working in your ministry. Like we're young people, 18, 18, 18, 17. I'm going to be 18 late, like soon, but like we're working in the ministry that we can and trying to disciple and train up people. But it's also fun, like so. Kind of get both best of both worlds yeah. when it comes to podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, podcasting, you know, I've been uh, listening to podcasts for years, years and years, and it is podcasting is relaxing to me. It's just nice to listen to somebody else or other people talking while you listen passively. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I have people that have messaged me and they say, I listen to your episode when it comes out during the day, you know, when I'm driving in the car, when I'm 
cooking dinner, when I'm doing work in my yard, you know, doing everything. And I, and I love that because I, I, I love hearing people that they listen to me while they're doing something. Cause I don't want to rob anybody of their productivity. You know, you know, podcasting is for the, I think the educated mind, you know, people that like to get stuff done. And I, I like spirit signal to be for people who are on the go. But then I have listeners who have contacted me and say, I listen to you to go to sleep at night. And at first I was like, wait a minute, my podcast is putting you to sleep. And then I reread, I'm like, no, they listen to me during the day. Then at night they replay it. And there's just something about my podcast that brings a, a calming effect. gets their mind off their problems in life and they're able to go to sleep. And, you know, that's something because I used to do that uh, when I was uh, in my early teens. Uh, my dad would bring home cassette tapes of uh, preaching and uh, some of which uh, were brother, some of Brother Stone King's early preaching there at y'all's church in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, brother Welsh, Brother Kinsey and all that, uh, you guys at Singles Conference. I remember looking at it and, and seeing that, you know, Pensacola, Florida. And, and, uh, and some, some of that preaching there and that stuff, uh, you know, would just minister to me, you know, and some of it would help me go to sleep, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I remember I, I used to listen to messages to fall asleep, like as well. And now I'm like trying to take notes when I like retake notes because I'm also editing church stuff and it's a whole lot of things. But yeah, listening to everything is very relaxing, especially again from the word of God because it's peaceful. Yeah, I have, a hard, I have a hard time with it sometimes. Sometimes I'll be trying to fall asleep and listen and then. If my, if my ear could get up and turn, it would and be like, what did, what did that say real quick? And I'm like, oh, okay, where's my notepad? I have a hard yeah. time falling asleep and listening to stuff, especially if it's Court Chavis. <laughs> I'll be taking notes for hundreds of years. So yeah. um, I actually had a quick question because um, you said you're from Kansas City, Missouri. I hope you don't mind that, like, being in the podcast. I can take it off. You'd like – okay. Um, yeah. So – being in Kansas City, like with brother Stan Gleason um, and everyone else, all the Gleasons, what's it? What's the discipleship uh, culture like? I mean, we have a, we definitely have a beginning discipleship culture here, like uh, our rule of five, personal development. But what's it like in kind of a fuller form, like kind of in Kansas City? I heard the podcast yeah, from UCI um, with Stan Gleason and. Nathan yeah. Santo Mary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was a great episode. Oh, yeah, it was great. I love listening to. But I wanted to get your take yeah. on like everything as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, discipleship is awesome. You know, a lot of churches are already doing it, but not calling it that. The essence of disciple making, how it's kind of seen in the New Testament, how we've taken that and applied it to our church, and how a lot of churches have applied it to their their congregations is. Uh, first of all, we, you, you don't have a department for soul winning. Mm -hmm. uh, most churches, they have a soul winning department or an outreach department. And it consists of a 15 passenger van going around uh, on Saturdays from 9am to noon, you know, doing outreach. And, you know, there, there's a lot of churches that have seen success in it. And if your church does that, just keep on doing that. But, in, and we did that type of stuff and we still kind of do a little bit of that, but instead of making outreach a department, we put outreach into everything. Outreach is into, into everything. Everything that we do is about disciples and everything we do is about growing and building relationships with new people. So it's no longer a department, but rather something that we do organically. And something that I've put into my vocabulary, and it's a, it's a hard statement. And as far as I know, I'm the only one around here that says this, but it is very easy to convince somebody to get baptized. It's very easy to convince somebody to get baptized. Much more difficult to convince them to be a disciple. And yeah. so we no longer just tell somebody, you're going to go to hell unless you get baptized and baptize them and never see them again. Instead, we invite them to become a disciple, to become a lifelong follower of the Lord, to become committed to the Lord. And uh, when they decide to do that, that's when we, you know, really 
really start getting serious about them. So we want to find people who are discipleable. You know, we do a lot of in-house evangelism at our church. You know, I have found, I remember asking, I was at a church, it was a church that was almost impossible to find, uh, little to no marketing, so to speak. And what I mean by that, really no webpage, no social media presence, you know, nothing like that. And I asked this, uh, I asked this, uh, got my headphones doing weird things here. Sorry. I'm going to plug them both in if that's okay. Of course it's okay. No rules here. It's podcasting. Okay. So I go to this church and I, I, I almost got lost. I actually showed up late. I was actually late getting there. They didn't care. It was one of the, the, those old school churches. And this wasn't that long ago where they, they have a, about a 55 minute long worship service and Amen. it's all based on the song books. Yep. It was actually about an hour and 10 minutes, just kept singing those songs, seeing all the verses, you know, and the people loved it. And I, after church, I was sitting down with that pastor and he actually started asking me, you know, questions about evangelism and stuff. And I said, let me ask you a question. You know, are you guys going out knocking doors doing all that? He said, no, we really don't. You know, we just, you know, are you teaching Bible studies? Not really. And I said, how many first time guests do you have come to your church? Do you keep track of that? He said, yes, we do. I said, how many did you have last year? And he told me 75 guests came to his church. Hmm. And that just kind of, and I've, I've talked to other churches like that. I asked him, how many first time guests do you think you have in your church? And even if you don't track it, you can just kind of click it off in your mind, you know, okay, you know, with our Sundays, our Wednesdays revivals, how many guests did we have come? Everybody, even churches that aren't even trying have some type of, amount of guests coming that right there should tell you something if people are coming to church a good percentage of them are coming because they're looking for something yeah. they're coming because they're looking for something and uh we took our like guest connection guest relationships all of that to another level to another level and we do something we call in-house evangelism in-house evangelism and uh, we have various people placed throughout the building to meet and connect with people and uh, try to build a relationship with them. Because we found that, you know, people's greatest apprehension to coming to church is they don't want to come there because they don't know anybody there. Yeah. That's yeah. why they don't want to come to church. If you, think, if you think about it, like there's been conferences and stuff I've seen, flyers for things that I've been invited to that I see. Why don't I want to go? I don't know anybody there. I don't know who's going. I don't know any, I, you know, very rarely do, unless you have mastered the art and very few have, you've mastered the art of enjoying being by yourself. I'm not one of those people. I, I can't be my, by myself for very long. Right. And I'm sure you guys too, you know, you, you got, you got to have a podcast with three guys. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I like last month I had so many guests on spirit signal. I'm like, I'm getting tired of just these monologues, you know, I'm staring at a wall, you know, just me uh, talking, but I would you know, in in-house evangelism is so powerful. Yeah. That's where your future disciples are. Mm. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. This coming Sunday, you'll have probably two teenagers that are first time guests. There may be some relatives, somebody's grandma goes to your church and they're sitting in the back. They really don't want to be there. But if somebody from the youth group comes up and starts talking to them, they'll feel comfortable. Yeah. And you know what they'll tell their grandma after service? Yeah, it was awesome. You know, so genuine conversation is important. A lot of these disciple making things, you know, when people come to our disciple makers conference and they read the book, they go, huh, you know, it, it's, it's profound, but it's so simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and all these things are based upon what Jesus did. He was the friend of sinners. He went to people's homes. They came and ate with him. He took time to talk to people. He was very friendly to people. And uh, somehow he was just a master communicator to open the door to share with them about the things of the kingdom of God. So, yeah. So that's, that's really where it's at. It's, it's an organic thing that is always happening. It's something that we all do you know, at the live church. And that is, um, you know, meeting people, talking to people. I remember uh, when we first got going on this, my, my dad, Stan Gleason, preached a message 
entitled the church needs to be more like a bar hmm. and yeah, that'll get your attention, you know. And the idea was, at, and you know what's funny is my dad has never set foot in a bar a day in his life. But, you know, you just know. People are in there just to drink and, and talk to somebody they don't know about whatever. You know, and people go back and that's all they do. You know, it's a safe place to talk and not be judged. You know, none of them in there, you know, have, know how to have a functional family and, and all that. So they, they have to make connections with people that they're not related to or, or live with or have any, any connection with in this world. And it was basically a message of we need to be a safe place for people to come and talk to, to come and to it's, it's like, you know, just forget about the cares of this world, you know, and, and come where nobody's looking, looking to judge. Nobody's looking to, you know, do all those things, but a very friendly atmosphere. And you know what, that changed the culture of this church. You know, we're in the middle of a pandemic I have to make people get out of the building yeah. to not get COVID-19. Wow. Yeah. We had church last night. I'm like, okay, please leave, leave, get out of church, <laughs> you know? And I walk outside, there's like 75 people out there talking in the parking lot. Most of the church already gone home, but there's a bunch of people still out there talking. I, you know, and I, and I looked and some of them are newer people in this church. You know, that is organic disciple making mm -hmm. and people want to go to yes a friendly church and every just about every church is friendly very rarely do you go to church and not have at least one person smile and say hello every church now has somebody out in the parking lot somebody at the front doors you have that you know that that nice little old lady that passes out suckers you know you have all of that <laughs> we just had one of our sucker ladies pass away it's so sad we got to get a new lady to pass out candy here in this church but people want to go to a friendly church, but really they want to go to a church where they have friends. Mm -hmm. Friend, friendship is, is a, a very key and important uh, uh, part of that. So you have the, the natural friend aspect of it, you know, the, the caring, the love, all of that, and then the, the human connections, you know, and then uh, you need to have a discipleship process. This is where classes come into play. I'm, I'm one of our teachers you know, another complaint that I hear about why people don't come back to church or they choose not to go to your church and go to another church is because the, um, the negative feedback is they say, I didn't get anything out of that. You know, and I hear that a lot. That's, that's a big complaint for uh, students. You know, they don't want to go to church. I, I don't get anything out of that. And that's a problem. And you know what? You know, I, I get it. You know, there's just some people, you know, they, their elevator doesn't go all the way to the top and they're just not, not going to receive the message. But when you preach this Bible the way Jesus meant for it to be preached, people are going to get something out of it. Yep. You know, but if you're up there with a little booklet reading out of it, something that somebody else, you know, wrote from somewhere and, you know, you, you have nothing, nothing applicable, nothing that people are able to interpret. Yeah, people are going to say, I got nothing out of that. It did not speak to me at all. I have no idea what that guy was saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what so I you got you to gotta, you gotta have a message. You got to have an idea, and that applies to disciple making. It applies to ministering to saints, and it applies to speaking to a podcast audience. You've got to have a message. Yep. You got to have a message. That's disciple making. So friends, and then uh, the, the equipping uh, uh, process is, is really the two foundational things that you'll see happen. And then of course, uh, you, if you want more details on, on what we do at our church, what, uh, the, the ideology of disciple making, uh, followed to lead by Stan O'Gleason, uh, right. is a phenomenal book. It's a okay. phenomenal book. Yeah. Uh, how did your church get to the point where that became so just ingrained that it was just natural to the point where just that friendly discipleship making just flowed like nothing. Man, I, I mark it. Um, my dad really started preaching it towards the fall of 2012. And by the fall of 2015, that's when it popped. And I'll tell you when it popped is when dad started having 
people baptize their disciples. You know, normally dad would go up there and, and baptize somebody or another minister in the church, but instead we'd let people go up there and baptize their disciples. And you know, you know what, there, there, was, there was some blowback from that. Mm-hmm. There were some people that did not like that. There was other preachers that did not like that. And I, I had kind of a, a heated exchange between uh, one guy about that. And I said, hey, man, let me, let me ask you something. You guys have Holy Ghost Crusades, Holy Ghost rallies in your church. He said, well, of course. I said, are there saints, regular people up there with their hands on seekers, people seeking for the Holy Ghost? They're, are there just regular saints with their hands on their heads? They said, yeah. I said, you mean to tell me you let saints pray people through to the Holy Ghost, but you won't let them baptize somebody? Mm. Mic drop. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Yeah. That's really good. Wow. And, and you know, and uh, I gave him something to think about. I gave him something to think about. So I, I think that really, like, um, opened up the doors to – for people's mind that I can do this. Mm-hmm. I, I can be a part of it. it. You know, you felt so em- empowered to do it. And then that's when we started getting reports of miracles happening, you know, with just saints, you know, and the, and their, and uh, the disciples, they were making miracles of healing, you know, miraculous things happening. And so that's really where it kind of, uh, you know, sort of took off, you know, we don't knock any doors anymore. We really don't have a bus ministry. You know, sometimes here and there, somebody needs a ride, we'll help them out. But for the most part, it's people, you know, people you already are connected with people that just somehow come and visit this church, we get, um, you know, connected with them, just friendships, teaching them the word, and then uh, I tell you what, your worship services, when you have a powerful atmosphere, that is where a lot of work and a lot of transformation takes place. Just, you know, being there on that church pew, just good old fashioned church, you know, really, really helps people get into the, that's, that's really what made what, why Pentecost grew. It was how we did worship services. It's how, how we changed the music, how, how we, how we preach the altar call. Man, I miss altar calls. Oh, I miss altar calls. Me too. Yeah, we had a good one at you service. Yeah, last night. Last night, it was. Yeah, what happened? Great message by our youth pastor. Um, uh, I'm gonna get the last part wrong. Brother Stafford, right? Yeah, yes. shout out to Brother Jeremy Stafford. Shout great out, man. that man's awesome. We've actually got a podcast episode with him. Yeah, a uh, little further down if you if you're scrolling, but he preached. Uh, it's time to hit the restart. Mm-hmm. And he said, no matter like, basically the gist of it was no matter how far we've been in 2020 or where you've been, sometimes you just got to throw that down and go, but it's time to pick back up. No matter how lackadaisical you've come, maybe, maybe you've lost your routine that you had that you was going to start with a better prayer life, fasting, just being real involved. And then 2020 hit, he said, it don't matter. Restart. Like God's forgiveness is there and just move forward. And it was just like, Whole place, whole place needed it. Man, that's a word. It, it was. I'd, I'd, I'd have been praying there too. Yeah. It, so it, was it a social distanced altar call or? Well, it was supposed to it, be. It was supposed to be like the whole service was supposed to be social distance. But, but then at the end, yeah. it was just like God moved so fervently through that place that young people just God was everybody was praying for somebody at some point. It was like we tried. Like we really did during worship service. They was like, try to keep six feet apart. We were all spread out and then prayer hit. And it was just like over. It was oh, over. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, as much as powerful as that is, hopefully no COVID outbreaks in Jesus name. No. <laughs> Luckily our church is like very safe in the sense that we have a lot of precautions set up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just that all Absolutely. was yeah. very powerful. I mean, it was just, yeah. I wasn't there last night because of work. But when you're telling me that story, it reminds me of NAYC 2019. Or, the last service? Yeah, the last service where like none of the uh, security people could keep uh, people in the upper stands from getting down onto the ground level. Oh, yeah, there was people hopping rails going oh, down Lord. to the front. That was, that <laughs> was awesome. That was great. Uh, okay, so I'm going to get my two questions out of the way um, real quick. 
And then, so it's two parts. One is personally for me. Second is like for in general. So first of all, um, have a friend that I've been given a Bible study to and everything. He lives in a different state, but it's like, it's hard for him maybe to go visit other churches because he don't know nobody. And I'm not there to go introduce him to the churches I would take him. How would I help encourage or maybe impart or give him or just allow him to feel bold or the reassurance that it's going to be okay to go visit? He's like very off put about going by himself because he don't know anybody, the anxiety of meeting new people. And how do I help that from a different state? And that because I, I can send him. 300 Bible verses about God's provision and God's love and how his people will always be there and that he'll never leave you nor forsake you no matter what you feel. I can send him a hundred of those, but it's not going to work till he receives something himself. So what personally could I do to help that? And then second, where was your inspiration to start a podcast? Like where did that come from at the time to just Start one two very yeah, I know. I said there's one that applies and then one that's personal because yeah. he was talking about it. Caleb, uh, I'm still in vacation mode. Like I told you, I'm trying to wake up here, but okay. that's that second question. Don't let me get off track and not answer that. So help me to come back to that. Okay. okay you, your question, first of all, it, it proves just what I said. Most people don't want to go to a church. I don't know anybody there. That is, that's just human nature. You're, you're that way with a new school. You're that way with a new job. It's, you know, it's just, just, it's just how human beings, beings are, you know, about things. So I, I'm going to give you some advice and th this is going on right now. We had a, um, uh, a man who was a backslider out of a church in Kentucky. He moved to Kansas city, been here for a, a while. He's about my age. And somehow he got connected to our church. I don't know. He just arrived, came to our church. And uh, this brother would tell you, you know, he, uh, he lived a life of sin. You know, he saw some horrible hypocrisy in the church he grew up in. And that just drove him really far away from God. And my mother, Sister Marlene Gleason, the Lord spoke to her to go and disciple this man. And it started uh, about two years ago. He would just come to church, but uh, he would only come on Wednesday nights. He'd come, and uh, they, they would have Bible studies here at the church in just a side office. And uh, he would just sit and enjoy the, enjoy the message, enjoy the worship, never come forward to pray. He just liked to sit and soak it up, you know. And, uh, and he would just leave. And, you know, we're okay with that. You know what? I have no problem with somebody that's new coming in and just observing, soaking it up. Yeah. You know, Pentecost is something that to behold, to, to watch. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I guarantee it, your friend, he's been watching a lot of church on his phone yeah, or whatever. He's very passionate. Like, I'm so proud to like, he's always got questions and then, Hey, any, any, any messages, any things, any quotes, he's, he's just so into wanting to know about it. It's just that, yeah, that step to go visit somewhere he don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you know, that's kind of how, how it happened with, with this guy. We knew somebody in another church who called us and said, hey, such and such is going to be coming to your church. And we had people looking out for him to, to meet him, you know, and then my mom, the Lord revealed to her, go and disciple this man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was, it had had to be God, you know, and most, most pastor's wives don't go, don't usually go to d disciple a guy like that, but it just, I mean, it's just been amazing. Well, that guy has come full circle and he has prayed back through and he is on fire for God. Well, the Bible studies continued, you know, cause he moved away. He moved away. They continued and he just didn't really want to go back to that church, you know, uh, just because of things that he saw and stuff. Well, just through other phone calls and, and connecting, you know, that church, it ended up reaching out to him and he's back, back into that church, you know, and it's, and everything is just so beautiful. So what I would do, what I recommend, and I do this a lot for people, you know, the, the world of oneness Pentecostals, it, it, it's big, but it's a small world. So I would learn who the, who the pastors are in that area. Check them out, check them out, do your homework, look at a church that you think that your friend would connect with the most and call that pastor somehow get a hold of them and refer them refer them to him mm -hmm. 
if your your friend may not want you to share his contact information, but you know, you may how how you could kind of start this out is by calling that pastor and and uh or figure out that church and just start talking to your friend about that church. Just start, you know, dropping little, you know, hints. Yeah. A little bit of little bit of hints about it. And and you know what? Some people, you know, right right at the get-go, come and love church. But there's a lot of people, you know, sometimes you'll find it'll take a year or two before they ever even come to church. Yeah. That's that's just the way the way it is. And you know, it's 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 worth it, you know, to to you know, let somebody go at their own pace, you know, but I mean, you can do a lot of disciple making over the phone and we've we're learned that through COVID-19. So that's why I would say, and there, and there's people out there that are probably like that right now. Maybe, maybe there's a student out there, you know, their parents divorce and their dad lives out of state somewhere and they've been talking to their dad about the Lord and working on him and working on him and want him to get plugged into a church out there. Well, that's very difficult to do. Well, research your churches, talk about a church, maybe say, I listened to that pastor. He's 20 minutes from the road from you. He said such and such and such and great message, you know, all of that, you know, that can really uh, build a, a bridge there. And then what's better is if you have a friend in that church, you have a friend in that church to be able to reach out to him. I do this, uh, you know, there's usually about three or four times a year, I'll get a phone call from somebody out of state. Somebody knows somebody here who's in the hospital. And I'll go and pray for somebody in the hospital. And yeah. sometimes it turns into a disciple. Sometimes it doesn't. But uh, it's, it's all about relationships, relationships, connections, who you know, and, and things like that. So is, is there a church within uh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes from your friend? I know a lot of the churches there because we, we've been to them quite a bit. So I have, like you said, friends and connections to a lot of them. Um, I don't know if you all know, it, one of them being Abundant Life in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So like um got tons of friends there so keller? yeah yeah brother keller yep brother keller david keller shout out to bishop keller yes bishop keller you need to you need to come by kansas city uh in that motorhome sometime we'll go get breakfast right <laughs> that's funny yeah he did he did i was preaching on a wednesday night look out and i'm like was that bishop keller and uh, sure enough he, he he came and i uh, was just traveling on vacation and you know, so I hope he, very, I hope he comes back. Wise. Anyway, anyway, great church. There you go. That's it. So make the connection. Yeah. Okay. Drive up there, go to church together, meet, meet some friends. Well, I, yeah, I get, I get, I get to go. Uh, I'm actually leaving tomorrow. So, um, I was going to surprise him. Yeah. Hope your friend ain't watching this. Luckily, it's not going up yeah, for a little while. It's not going up for yeah. a little while. <laughs> do that. Do that. Make, yeah, make friends. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, what, what was the other question, Brother I, Caleb? What, where, what was the inspiration, and how did you get started on, on your podcast? And I will say we're running short of time, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, you know, I haven't really told the spirit signal story yet, even on my own podcast. Oh, exclusive. But uh, it's uh, I'll 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 uh, I'll give a little teaser to it. Okay. Um, a, around early 2018, I was going through old notes that I made, and I'm like, man, I got a lot of stuff here. You know, I'm a, I'm a note taker. I, if I, if I think of something and I, and I think it'll preach or I think it's profound or something that benefits me or something I hear, I, I write it down. I'll put it in a, in a, in a notebook. I'll put it in my phone. I'll put it everywhere. So I just started looking through old notes and I mean, I'm like, man, that, this is good stuff, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think I'll ever bring it to the pulpit. It's just not pulpit appropriate. And I, I just, the way I want to communicate it, I don't think is, you know, can be done with a pulpit presentation. Now, I'll, I'd like to think that I'm the same way as I am in the pulpit as I am here, but right now this is conversational. Yeah. Think about this, the way I'm talking to you right now, if I took that to the pulpit, people would walk out of here saying, I got nothing out of it, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, if, but if I started talking to you all right now, like I'm in the pulpit, on this podcast, you'd walk away from the podcast and say, I got nothing out of it. <laughs> I got nothing out of it. So I, I said, there's got to be something else to do with all of this stuff. You know, a lot of it was about my personal life. 
A lot of it was about some of the, the love, the pain, the struggle, the spiritual experiences that I had that I, I just never really wanted to take to the pulpit. And, you know, this, it's, it's something that it's a lot of things that I really haven't even talked about on spirit signal yet. Spirit signal is still, and I appreciate the kind words about saying I'm a pioneer of this. I'm, if, if listeners, you really want to know the secret. I, I've only, I started this in January of 2020. I'm not that, I haven't been doing it that long, but I've been doing it in my mind since 2018. Yeah. And later that afternoon, I was listening to some of my favorite podcasts and I, I just thought, you know, why don't I have a podcast? You know, I, I've been on podcasts through years through the Live Church of Kansas City, Missouri podcast. Been on there for years. Our church was one of the first churches to ever do this. We, I remember we set up that podcast in 2011. Actually, no, no, 2012. It was around the, the time of the discipleship stuff. We said, we're no longer selling CDs. We're going to give the word of God for free mm -hmm. to people. You know, and, and we, we put it out there. You know, and I've been, I've been on there ever since, but I thought, you know, I want to have my own podcast, Yeah. you know, my, my own stuff and all the stuff that you hear on, on spirit signal, that's stuff that, that it's not really preached in the pulpit. You're, you're granted a few here and there, but the main ideas, the main content that is all exclusive to spirit signal with Justin Gleason. And, uh, I just started planning. I just started thinking about it. I, I started researching how, how to do a podcast and a lot of it gets really technical a lot of it gets really um you know really really out there and you know that was a kind of intimidating to me but i just um you know just said i, w I just want to do it simple and i've got a message to say and i'm just going to say it and uh, i really spent 2019 um i, I was going to start in 2019 but we had a baby 2019 congratulations and uh thank you thank you and uh i don't know i just uh felt like 2020 was the year so uh we we went for it and uh you know in 2019 there was uh several podcasts that popped up there were several podcasts that i saw you know you have um you have the restorationist with adam shaw shout out to brother shaw you know, something he said, I forget what episode, it was only like his third or fourth episode. He said, I hope what I'm doing inspires others to start a podcast. And when I heard that, I remember I was setting up tables here at the church for, for an event and heard that my, my eyebrows went up. I'm like, whoa, hey, that's me. <laughs> you know, you had uh, Brother LJ Harry. He's got one going. Uh, you have a faith in finance, uh, uh, Adrian Hildebrand, I think is her name. I know it's Adrian Faith and Finance. Great podcast about money. You then have Hello Awesome. I don't even know her real name. Her name's Hello Awesome. <laughs> Sister Hello. You know, she's done really good. Uh, down there in Florida, you have uh, you have Tiffany Huba Bonilla. I, I, I don't know. I know her as Tiffany Huba. I, I don't know her married, married name. They just had a baby, by the way. I think they did. I think they named the baby revival. Oh yeah. I just remembered that. Yeah. Was... They named the baby revival. That's yeah, awesome. Come on. So she's got one, the advocate, very catchy. So I started seeing our people starting podcast in 2019. And I thought that was just a, a sign to me. I think the Lord is just moving upon us as individuals, not to just put what we put in our preaching our pulpit on podcast and it needs to be there. You know, it, I'm still very, very into that. There's several churches that I listen to on podcasts that I think is just great. But I thought, you know, the, the, the podcasting is the, it was invented to be really conversational, you know, unscripted. And right now I don't have any notes talking to you guys, you know, and I don't think you guys really have any notes either. Yeah, I haven't seen you guys look at any notes. No, I got a cup of, I got a cup of coffee here. That's about all the <laughs> You know, all the notes that I need, but I just, I thought, you know what, we need a, a converse. I needed to do a conversation piece. A lot of my ideas would work in, in conversation. So that's uh, where uh, a lot of that came from is just uh, started uh, realizing I've got things to say that I'll probably never say in the pulpit. Don't want to say in the pulpit would not be received in the pulpit, but it would be received one-on-one -on -one through your earphones. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those subjects I, I still haven't even covered. I, I, 
I just, you know, I'll know it when I know it. I'll, I'll be, when I feel it, I'll feel it. I'm just really going to go for it. So we've, we've kind of uh, pod preached, you know, this year, but I, you know, I do want people to know their Bible. I, I do want to go into the depths of scripture, but a lot of it has been, you know, about life and, and about, I definitely a lot of, I did a, quite a few pieces early on about how I met my wife and that just resonated with my audience and then how I interpret signs or, or signals, you know, is a, is a really big subject that you don't hear a lot of people preaching about, but God just gave me revelation of it. So we're bringing uh, the message of God Bible in church in the year 2020 to people. And, and so it, it really, to answer your question in, in, in just the simplest of terms, my inspiration for podcasting came in early two, 2018 when I realized I had been collecting ideas for something and I didn't know what it was for. And then it just hit me later on that date podcast. That's it. Yeah. Wow. I will say like, obviously we're not going to get too much into it because we do need to start wrapping up. Um, but I think this, this podcast, it was given the fire by brother Herring. Uh, essentially he preached the message. And then after the message, he said, I was talking to you guys. Uh, go do something. Um, but for me personally, like it's been very similar. Um, there's an armor. I, I have a whole lesson about the armor of God relating it to the temple, uh, priestly garments. And I, and like, we're all kind of going through getting ready to pre like speak that in this podcast, but it's something that's very special and unique. And I'm not a preacher. I don't preach yeah. from pulpits. I mean, so, but this is an avenue where that can um, oh yeah and it's definitely conversational especially with three different points of yeah like thought processes even with you like the like really four whenever we have mit's like podcasting it can be like an overnight success but it takes years like i would say that your podcast seems like an overnight success but what you just said it took years before it even got to the point where it was noticed like before you put it in action yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, you're right. It does take years and, and pot, you know, podcasting is not, it's, and when I, when I say preaching, you know, you can preach in, on podcasts, but it's not pulpit. It's not audience, live audience, you know, type of material. And a part of my, uh, Hey, and by the way, my appointment, uh, canceled on me. So I, I've got, uh, <laughs> you know, extra time here. Let me check my, text messages again we're good i can go until the uh the top of the hour so oh, wow. an another another 40 minutes how's that sound you know <laughs> but uh hey um uh you talking is powerful yeah just talking one-on-one -on -one. you know there's been times when i've been riding in the car with somebody and we just start talking about the lord and all of a sudden the holy ghost just comes in the car mm -hmm. you know and, you know, no church, no praise and worship, really no preaching, none of that. God moves in conversation. Uh, I've been sitting there just reading a, a, the Bible, just here in this office. This happened this morning. I was reading the Bible. I was reading, uh, you want a teaser for an upcoming uh, Spirit Signal podcast? It's going to be called, I don't know when, I don't know when, but I got the idea this morning, and it's called Job's Spiritual Battle. Job's spiritual battle or Job's spiritual war. And I, the Lord just started talking to me. And in reading the beginnings of Job, you know, all that was happening there in the spirit world, what it was all about. It, 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 was, it was the battle going on in the heavenlies. And I mean, I just, God downloaded some insight to me on this stuff that I've seen in my own personal life and, and lives of other people and, and based a lot upon questions I get. And so I, you know, and all that happened just just through reading and just talking to God. You know, when I pray, my I it's com very conversational. And sometimes I pray like I I preach. You know, all of that stuff. You know, like you you listen to a, a you know Brother Herring. You guys had Brother Herring on Apostolics Arise. I've had him on Spirit Signal. You know, Brother Herring is what I call a classical Pentecostal preacher. His his presentation, I, I love that. You know, we got to have that in church, but it totally changed in podcasting. It became more conversational. And he said things 
you know, in, in my podcast, your podcast, that he's really hasn't said in the pulpit in a way that's not even pulpit appropriate, but very conversational. And you know what? God touched my heart in it and it touched other people's hearts in it. And so that's why I say podcasting is the future. And like Brother Shaw said, and I'm going to say it now, if you've got something in you and you got to let it out, you know, it don't take shout music to do it. It takes podcasting. I've got a podcast. I've got a podcast and I got to let it out, you know? So, um, I think one thing that I personally like about podcasts and comparison, you know, to pulpit preaching is at least for me, I retain more information from a conversation than I do from preaching. Cause I'm not always going to remember, you know, what the last right. is <laughs> in its entirety, but I remember more pieces of conversations that I've had because there's something for me about a conversation where it's just one-on-one or it feels like one-on-one that I don't know. It just, it seeps into my soul a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Cause it's coming back. It's yeah. repeating what you're saying. Like podcasting is definitely the future. Like that phrase itself is like, just not just on. I've branded it. Yeah. You really, have. I want you guys to hashtag it. Let's get it going. Hey, I'll podcasting is the future. Podcasting is the future. Put it in everything now. <laughs> so yeah. I think we would have time for what one, two more questions. Uh, yeah, if you want to ask one of your questions. Okay. Um, okay, so I did read "Follow to Lead." Um, this is moving away from podcasting back to kind of discipling. Yeah. Uh, so I read "Follow to Lead." Love the book. Um, I'm very much missions-minded. I try to go on a mission trip every year. COVID's not going to allow that to happen. Luckily, I got two in last year. Um, Awesome. Yeah. So I was going to ask, how um, are the key influencers in a youth group vital to growing a discipleship mentality within the youth group context? Because our podcast is, again, more young people-based. Yeah. So I figured let's have a good way that they understand how they can grow and help the youth group help their youth group yeah you know influencers are important no matter where you are you know whether it's your kids ministry you're going to have you know you know your your second graders that are just natural born leaders you know leading the entire class you'll have that in adult ministries your hyphen your youth all of that and a lot of that is just natural God-given personality, you know, that's in there. And it's, it's, it's personality. Then I would say it's, it's, it's a gifting and anointing. And I think um, it's easy to identify. It's, it's really just to look at and say, are the, these are the influencers. They're, they're just the, the, the people that, just when you think of your youth group, the, the three or four names pop up in your mind. I wouldn't say you have to have them all making disciples to make everybody want to make disciples. Because I'm going to tell you right now, some of the most powerful disciple makers in our youth group and in our church are not the type A personality people. You know, they're, they're really, they're really not. It, you know, this just gets a hold of some people. I would say that really disciple making really is a group effort. You know, uh, the, the church really is the disciple maker. The church is really what helps and, and loves, you know, you, you think about, about this. My dad discipled me. My dad mentored me. That's, that's who was the main person, but it took the whole church, you know, to bring me in a part of what we're doing right now is disciple making you and I are a supplemental tool in the hands of pastors and churches. You know, there's going to be a lot of young people listen to this and watch this and it's just going to help them, you know, in their walk with the Lord, it's going to encourage them. It's going to uplift them, you know, all of those things. But uh, I think uh, the leaders of the youth group need, need to be on board with it. If, if, if anything, not get in the way of it, Yeah, you know, not get in the way with it. But yeah, have, get them get them on board doing something. That's 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 really important. I think that's good. Uh, you know, they may not be a natural born leader, but it's something. I tell you what, you uh, we we were talking earlier about um, how uh, 
when did the shift happen in our church? And I, t- I told you it was when people started baptizing their disciples, but that it also happened when we started spotlighting it. We would actually have testimonies. We would have the disciple maker come up on the platform in the mic, talk about their disciple with their disciple right by them. And they, and the disciple would testify. Uh, then sometimes we would do it on, on video, you know, not a live presentation, but on video and testimonies took it to another level. So, uh, you know, do that, do that. That would be good. If you get, if you got somebody in the youth group, that's doing a great job making disciples, but they may not be the, the most prominent leaders, you know, in the youth group, whatever, uh, you know, spotlight it somehow with a testimony. Got a couple of names right now. Like I'm thinking of like people who are discipling other people right now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't really think of any more questions for myself. Yeah. Like, I mean, right now, I think that's actually a really good stopping point, a yeah. sense of like, just spotlighting, be, be a leader, be disciples. Um, yeah. So before we go in our podcast, we like to um, end it with a prayer and uh, be a challenge. And because it's MIT, we usually have the minister uh, leave a challenge. So, so basically it's a challenge yes. for the week. Challenge for the week. <laughs> yeah. Or from one podcast episode to the next. Something for, you know, the listeners to grab a hold of and try to implement yeah, so, and because it's MIT, we usually let the minister decide. So what would your challenge be for our listeners? You know what my challenge for all of you is, you need to think of one person in this church, in your church, that you really don't talk to. A person that you know not a lot of other people talk to. And I want you to call them this week and talk to them. Just let the conversation flow naturally. You have no idea what kind of impact you will make upon them. And if your MIT does this, because right now a lot of people feel so disconnected from their church, just with COVID-19, everybody does. And it's just amazing how many in this generation have no idea how to build actual relations, relationships with people. And they've lost that human beings have just lost, lost the ability to communicate, to have conversation. That's why podcasts are so powerful. And some of the major podcasts that are out there in the secular world are like what you guys are doing, not what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a monologuer. You guys are, are co-hosts talking back and forth to each other. Do you know how many people can't even do that? You can't, you can't, I, you know, I, I meet people out in the world. They, they can't even talk, you know, they, you know, maybe it's because of just, just too much phone you know, in this world. I, I don't know what, what are drugs. I, I don't understand it. Or drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Something. I mean, just people have like these muted personalities and it's just sad. So, and it, and it needs to be, you know, it could be somebody who's young. It could be somebody that's older, probably somebody that's older. Just call them and talk to them. Call them and talk to them. Good old fashioned Christian fellowship. Christian connections. You, when you do that type of stuff, you have no idea how pleasing you are to the Lord. I'll tell you this, the gifts of the spirit, you know, my saying is, you know, one of my sayings is podcasting is the future. Another one of them, uh, of the things that I branded with the gifts of the spirit is be natural with the supernatural, be natural with the supernatural. You want to know when the gifts of the spirit work and operate through me personally, it's in conversation with people. Very rarely in the pulpit. A lot of times it happens in the altar call when I'm praying for people, but when I'm just sitting there talking to somebody, just I just start seeing things and things just start coming to me, you know, in my mind. And in doing that with people, you, the Lord will open up your mind and things will just start flowing out of you to help that person. Yeah. You know, and I, I did that during COVID-19, just started calling people. Call them, you know, we already have a, a phenomenal phone team, a system, but I would just sit there and in the morning, the Lord would start speaking to me about somebody in the church. I'd just call them that day. And I mean, it was just, just so powerful and special, you know, to minister to people in that way. So, so do that. You want, you want to know, you want to know what you're doing when you do that. You're acting like a pastor. Mm. That, that's, that's shepherd type stuff. 
and you're you're helping keeping the flock together and uh, it just builds uh, relationships with people and i'll throw in this you want to make disciples start asking somebody in your church hey is there anybody anybody that you know that i could reach out and talk to and minister to anybody Chances are somebody's going to say, yeah, I got a, ne- a niece and nephew, man. I'd love for you to talk to them. They, they could use a friend, you know? Yeah. Wow. So ask them. Great get, a, get a referral. Get a, get a reference. I will say that's your personal challenge. Yeah, it's your <laughs> personal challenge because, I mean, that's really going to hit home and hit deep into the heart. Yeah. People and kind of stir up ministry. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we don't have anything else, so we're going to let you go. I do. Oh, you I do. I do. All right. I want all of you Apostolics Arise people, mark your calendars around the first or second week of October. You're going to be hearing Apostolics Arise on Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. We've got these guys on schedule. They're going to be coming back, and we'll be on Spirit Signal. It's going to be epic. Make plans to listen. Be watching for it. All right. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. That's going to be yeah. so much fun. Man, where did uh, Caleb go? Where did he go? Oh, yeah, he had to go. He yeah, had, uh, he, had, he had a phone call. Yeah, he got an important phone call. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so he had to kind of dip out for a minute. Yeah, he had to pick so, up his brother from school. Yeah. Speaking um, of, are you guys in school right now? What are you guys doing right now in your personal lives? I am working and going full-time to college on top of podcasting. Yeah, Um. I am... <laughs> <laughs> Caleb's done with his phone call. Hey, on, Caleb, you want to come back? Apparently, didn't have to go pick up his brother. I thought he did. Not yet. Yeah, oh, no, it's, later. it's okay. still recording. <laughs> still recording. Technical difficulties. Oh, sorry, he's back. Uh, I am uh, currently doing school online, but I'm also the church's uh, video editor full-time well full-time oh nice and a fantastic editor i wish i knew how to do that yeah, me both. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> you're too humble <laughs> yeah. caleb what are you doing oh uh pi work I church oh yeah helping anywhere i can um just <laughs> everything music ministry um <laughs> music ministry not music, music ministry, ministry, but just music <laughs> you know, music ministry, um, Bible studies, Jesus, life, work, lots of work. Yeah. So I'm trying to dip my hands in everything. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. We do it. Very cool. Yeah, we do. All right. Well, let's let's end this episode right now. Yeah. Brother Gleason, we can stay talking um, after the episode ends, just in case you want to talk more. Because this is very fun. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. So, uh, would you pray for us while we pray as well? Yes. Lord, thank you so much for the the time, the internet connection that we have, the technology to be able to do this. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for Brother Ian, Lord, and his uh, passion for this, Brother Ben, Brother Caleb, Lord. I thank you, God, for putting apostolics arise in their heart. I pray that you would use this episode the past episodes and future episodes to connect and be a blessing with all of the viewers and all of the listeners. We want to reach our generation. We Lord want to make a great name for you. The name, the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray Lord that your spirit would guide us, that it would lead us, that your word Lord would teach us. And Lord God, you would use us God to minister to others and to make disciples. Pray your hand upon our lives. Lord, watch over us. We ask you, Lord, amen, to drive COVID-19 out of the earth. Pray, Lord Jesus, amen, for complete healing and restoration of this world and this land. Put an end to the commotion. Put an end to the chaos, Lord, for we believe the end is not yet, but it is near. I ask your hand of blessing to be upon our lives, Lord. And I pray right now for somebody that watched this, that their life is broken. I pray, Lord Jesus, that the hope, God, that the that the apostles taught, that they received from the Lord himself, that it would resonate with their hearts, that they can be forgiven, they can be made whole, they can have their past washed away, your baptism in Jesus' name, and all of the empty spaces in their life can be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by the sign of speaking in other tongues. 
I pray, man, that the gifts of the Spirit would flow through this generation, especially prophecy. I ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, to use us for your great kingdom and your great glory. Amen. This friend that Brother Caleb spoke about, I pray for this friend right now in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area. I pray, man, that you would continue to speak to this friend, this disciple, and connect him with the church, I pray. We love you, Lord. Keep your hand upon apostolics arise, Lord. Thank you, God. They're well advanced beyond their years. Continue to use them, Lord, in their late teens and as they enter their early 20s, I pray. Keep your hand upon them, Lord, their futures, their educations, their careers, Lord, their future wives, Jesus, everything in life. May you provide. May you make a way. May your will be obvious. May it be clear. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. 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 All right, well, thank you very much for being on.